and welcome to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Vienyash, and today I am here with Josh and Josh from June Killing Stones. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for letting me sit in your house and talk to you today. Thank you for having us. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So, so why don't we start by you telling me uh, what the June Killing Stones is, are. <laughs> sure. We were uh, recently described... Uh, by a, a really good interviewer as an indie rock pop <laughs> mix and uh, we're going to go with that for it. We've got some elements of jam band. Indie uh, alt rock. Indie alt rock. Yeah. Uh, eclectic kind of mix of things. So it's... Uh, Melodic rock. Yes. That um, would be emotionally driven, lyrically. There is so much emotion <laughs> in music. It yeah. is. I can't contain myself right now. So I was reading the description on the Facebook page. It was like passionate lyric. There's passionate singing or something. And I was like, it was really intense. It's it good though. Yeah. It is. We need that. <laughs> um, so, not the entire band is here. Correct. Yes. So, why don't you say <laughs> your name and the instruments you play, and then um, whoever's not here and what instruments they play? Say that for Should them. we say we had for breakfast? No, no. no that was, <laughs> that was I'm kidding. Just the vocals. I know, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, I'm Josh. I play the guitar and sing in the band June Killing Stones. And I'm also Josh, and I play drums for June Killing Stones. And not here is my younger brother, Jake, who is the singer and guitar player slash keyboard player. And Gaia, who is our new bass player. Um, he plays some keys, too. He plays some keys, too, and guitar. So, yeah. multi-instrument. Uh, everyone everyone in the band is multi-instrumental except for me. That's okay. That's you're, that's the, you're the most important though, because you play the drums. That's I keep telling them that all the time. But, uh, <laughs> for whatever reason, they insist on me playing behind like this really elaborate wall. So uh, maybe one day I'll show my face to the show as well. You're not to show your face? Not allowed. No, not yet. I haven't, not earned, I haven't earned that privilege yet in the band. Said one day, maybe, maybe. So take. Hopefully we'll see how, the, if this goes really well, maybe this will take off and then yeah. we'll say the, the mystery I'm, I'm, Are you like joking? I don't understand. Okay. No, yeah. <laughs> Take what he says with a grain of salt sometimes. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. We'll, see well, I don't know you guys well enough to know nope. that that wasn't true. That's true. So, okay. Like, <laughs> we should, we, actually, there should be something like a more elaborate that we should be doing. We should have like really elaborate things in the show. So <laughs> like, oh. like what? Well, like just fire? Like, like playing behind, oh, fire, yeah, fire dancing would be crazy. Some belly dancers. There belly dancers, yeah. fire dancers. Fire belly dancers, yeah. that would be, yeah, fire and dancing. All right, so how long have you guys been playing as June Killing Stones? That's this lineup has been going since August 2014. Josh mm -hmm. joined us then, and mm -hmm. Gaia joined actually April of this year. Mm -hmm. But 2014 for this new lineup uh, okay. and new style, new direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was it a band before that? Yes. And what, what was the direction? It was more just different members and uh, trouble finding permanent members, mm. unfortunately. Was the music the same? Um, the, the heart of it was, but it was a little bit different. Just We've evolved. I've grown and progressed as a songwriter, and uh, sounds a bit different from where it was, but along the same lines. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Uh, and so why did you decide to continue the band going and not just start fresh or something? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. Just we, I write so much. I'm the main songwriter. My brother writes as well, but I write most of it. And uh, just have so much music, and I, I like the name. And uh, 
just wanted to keep going with that. So it could have been called anything technically, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's I know, I'm just curious. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Um, so that was Josh, not Josh, for people who are listening. <laughs> Don't get confused. So um, with the new lineup, what is um, working together like? Oh. <laughs> How much time do we have? <laughs> um, no, it's great. Um, I, especially too, I, I think we've all been in like a, a number of bands, so it's nice when you get together with people who uh, have that level of seriousness, but at the same time, you can bounce stuff back and forth, you can play all kinds of stuff, so it's nice to come to practice. Myself being a drummer, not thinking is awesome that's the best <laughs> I like coming to practice and Josh already has an idea of a song and even like a beat and both of us listen to quite a bit of music so sometimes yeah. he'll you know reference you know some bands where it's like oh I totally know what you're talking about there and let's you know let's play play that type of style so yeah it's really uh, it's rewarding it's challenging all at the same time too because a lot of times it's you know you have so many different songs that you're working on and Josh is notorious so like right before a show to write like a really good song <laughs> it's like we need to play this song for the show and it's like well as if there wasn't enough pressure alone <laughs> playing to thousands of people now we have to now we have to learn a new song do you guys do you guys regularly perform to thousands of people normally, <laughs> normally? Yeah. Okay. any sh- any show on, any show under like 750 people I consider a colossal failure oh so, no yeah yeah, the handsome daughter should should check their uh, capacity. Well, they have um they, they have their um the lures for the Pokemon Go, so they can oh, put man. those down and you can oh, get wow. some of those people. Yeah, that's so. funny. Are you playing Pokemon Go at all? I am not playing Pokemon. Neither am I. No, are you? I yeah, downloaded it and I found you can walk around and I was like, well, that's, yeah, that's the whole what's point. the fun of that? No. Yeah. I'll play the original Pokemon before I play. No, I was never a fan. I'm not going anywhere. It's it's uh, it's uh, rewarding as well. Yeah, it's good. Wow, I like it. Yeah. Why? Well, uh, <laughs> so far I should I should say this as well. Like I have a uh, um, a three month old beautiful baby girl at home, oh, and so thank you, thank you. Yeah, so we'll go on walks, and it just makes walks that much more entertaining. Oh, well, see, You're already you going like, on walks to begin with. I but, guess that makes sense. Yeah, I... it blows my mind though how many people are playing. Like you go to places, yeah. there's like hundreds of people. Like we're we're near a Cinnaboyne Park, so we'll go there, and there's just tons of people like on their phones. There. It's kind of like it's kind of weird. I I first experienced it when I was taking a course at the university a couple weeks ago. People were like walking in front of me, and they just stopped. And I was just like, had to like walk around them. And like, yeah. Around and then someone's like, where's the Pikachu? And they're like running around everywhere. And I'm like. It's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's a little concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. I, I've never really been into Pokemon. So it's not really my thing. No. I, I, uh, I was not into the original Pokemon. And this is, again, through, it's just more or less making walks that much more enjoyable. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh. It's definitely. We need to figure you didn't out like how walking to walking with your daughter. <laughs> no, I didn't actually. I, I generally I generally dislike most exercise. I know you can't tell that on the radio, but yeah. uh, if, you could, if you could see me, you definitely no. you definitely look at that guy. You'd look at me and be like, that guy definitely doesn't like exercise. That guy so. doesn't like Pokemon. Or likes Pokemon Go. Yes, that guy definitely <laughs> likes Pokemon Go. He looks like that. So I'm just painting a really good visual picture for everyone right. out there. Doesn't like exercise. Does loves Pokemon Go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was her idea. Oh boy. Yeah. So. Cool. Great. It's good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. So, the handsome daughter has a, a poke stop. They sometimes do. I've seen them post on the social media saying, "Hey, we have a lure or whatever they're called." And mm-hmm. so. I mean, okay. Yeah. So I don't even know what that means. But okay. So it's like um, 
not to like get too much into it, but we should talk about the band. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I really think our we time might be educating some people who are listening. Yeah, That's our true. time is far better spent talking about Pokemon Go than the band. <laughs> no. this is if you could just yeah. Uh, so as far as I understand, it's um, other people who are playing can potentially uh, use this lure, and it'll get. Uh, more people attracted to like more the area, Mo- yeah. More Pokemon, it's almost and like some type of people eventually. Yeah, yeah. so okay. I probably explained it terribly bad. Like I don't really know terribly myself. Bad. So there's yeah, terribly bad. My, just as good as my Are English. I'm explaining this here. No, <laughs> I guarantee you, people have now shut off. They're like that yeah. guy. That moron doesn't know anything about that one Josh Pokemon. that one Josh <laughs> I'm the Josh that writes the songs and plays guitar by the way hey <laughs> that's not fair that's the drummer talking <laughs> oh, dear. okay um so let's talk about we opened up with a song called mm-hmm. I Fell Down I Fell Down mm-hmm. where and it's a seven minute long song where mm-hmm. did the inspiration for this song come from I fell down, <laughs> and this is Josh, the songwriter. Yeah. No, it's the drummer again. And, it's, and I thought so much irony in this falling that I'm gonna write a song about it. No, no, no. go on. Is uh, it metaphorically falling down, or is it like, no, I literally fell down? Metaphorical. Yeah. Failing relationship. Mm-hmm. That's the basis of the song, I guess. Okay. And not liking that happen, I guess, and uh, not liking where we're going, where we're headed. But I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it? Okay. Oh. And uh, and what happened? I I haven't heard it yet. I got the full. I heard it once when I was experimenting, or not experimenting, um, researching. Uh, what happens during this whole seven minutes in the song? What's happening? What we journey? We build up and go down again, and build up again and go mm-hmm. down again. The journey, the song. I don't know. It's a good question. The, the song kind of goes up and down. <laughs> That's why it's called "I Fell Down." Okay, that's fine. No, that's no fine. it's uh, actually it's interesting too. Going back to um, you were talking about what's like playing. Um, Josh had brought this song, and I think like off the first take, we had recorded that, and that actually was up on. Uh, SoundCloud mm-hmm. for a little bit there. I'm sure it's still, still, up, is, on, yeah. still up on SoundCloud. So that was like a good example of like first song, first time, ever first time playing it, just yeah. all kind of gelled, uh, gelled together really well. So it was pretty, it was good in that regard. It's just so. a sad song about, you know, failing and falling down metaphorically and mm-hmm. trying to pick yourself back up and uh, there's hope. Yeah. Okay. And why did you decide to put it on the EP? Uh... Melodically, I, I I think it's catchy, and uh, I really like the song, and uh, I think it's a powerful song. So people like it. Other people have told us that we like that song. You know, we have so many songs as well, so it's hard to pick and choose which songs to put on the EP. So mm-hmm. that was one of the ones that people liked, and thought, sure, why not put it up there? We decided we wanted to give the people what they wanted. That's good. No, that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right, nice. So you mentioned it very briefly before, but I'm going to go back to it. You formally write the music and you have an idea of what you have what you what you've written and what you want to come from it how do you explain that to the band that idea that is in your head 
It depends. Sometimes I'll actually have stuff recorded already, like a whole bunch of pieces layered together, and okay. show them that. Okay. Like the last song I did called mm -hmm. Sunflower, mm -hmm. which we'll hopefully play at the show, brand new song. Um, had a lot of pieces put together, and then had, had ideas for the drums and uh, what style we were going for drum-wise. And uh, sometimes though, it's like, hey, I have this riff, I'm going to play it, you guys play along. Maybe play a beat like this, or... Remember there's one song we have, uh, when we actually first had Josh join us, uh, we talked about, I was saying this song could use like a Carter Beaufort style beat. Carter Beaufort, the drummer from Dave Matthews Band, who's an insane drummer, amazing. And uh, so, so I said, go for a busy beat like this with a strong, you know, like uh, kick and snare drive, and uh, yeah, it all depends. Yeah. Okay. Especially too, like that that song in particular uh, worked out pretty well because it's it when you listen to it, I wouldn't have thought that initially, but as soon as you kind of said it, you think, okay, there's, I mean, there's certain drummers that have uh, certain styles of things that I'd like to think like I don't, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say I have a style. I definitely borrow heavily from others, and I guess in that it created something kind of similar or different. But definitely the like Carter Wolford, huge fan, like anything that he plays. Yeah. Is, and he's got that style where it's like he'll play. It doesn't sound like a lot's going on, but there's so much stuff. And this happening. is a sunflower song. No, no? different song. This, this is, is now a song called "You're Free" off of the Bandcamp. I think it's on either the we we do like a live uh, basement uh, CD release thing every so often called "Down the Steep Stairs Volume One, oh, Volume Two. Yeah, yeah okay. and uh, it's on one of those. Uh, it's called "You're Free." It's okay. a long okay. song and has like a kind of has a Dave Matthews feel in my yeah. opinion. Uh, but our, own, our own style too. But mm -hmm. Sunflower is the one we were talking about uh, where I had pieced together a bunch of stuff already and had the ideas flowing and coming into my head and uh, showed Josh recently and uh, we worked the beat up together. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how do you, when, when, you, when you bring, um, when Josh brings, it's been confusing one second. Um, when Josh brings a song idea that maybe isn't as well formed or doesn't have much of a skeleton, um, how do you creatively bring or what? <laughs> what am I, I, I think so. How you're saying it? like he's got like some ideas, like the, fragmented yeah, ideas. Yeah, there's not like there's not really well formed yet. Just like okay, I have this idea. How do you approach that? Like as a drummer, because I don't I don't drum. I don't know what that what that world is. Yeah, it's a very basic world. It's not. <laughs> you know, you're, not miss, you're, not, yeah. you're not missing much. Okay. Um, I would think for the most part, he, the structure of the songs are pretty decent. Actually, I found recently there's been a few where we've modified maybe a little bit just to, you know, kind of put it into uh, more of a, um, a more like popular, kind of more of like a, a catchier type thing. Because a lot of times too, he'll write these like great songs, but again, they'll they'll have so many different parts to it that it's like you you could almost put them into a few different songs there. So I find I'll always try and. Um, just play the kick and the snare if there's something noticeable that he's playing. So if he's playing something like a like a maybe a like a, a chugging riff or something like that, where it's you know like da 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 da, I'll try and match that somehow on like the snares or, or kick drum. So I, like I would describe my style more so as like pocket drumming, where I'm not doing anything too um, out crazy out of the blue. There, it's just trying to uh, help like help the song, help the song, just help facilitate it. Oh, okay. And then it, once it gets there, well, after we've played it a few times, you can add a lot more, uh, a lot more to it. But 
<clears throat> oftentimes I'll get you know, symbol happy and play all my symbols and I'm not allowed to use the double kick drum because if I had my way there'd be all kinds of double kick in all the songs so um, again if you I Josh knows enough to I guess how much leash to uh, to uh, you know let me wander off to and then okay. it, it seems to come back in and have you ever hold. asked for a song that had like specifically like a drum solo I just put them in the songs oh, myself. You just yeah, get really loud ask. and everyone has ask. to stop. Yeah. I don't ask. Yeah, I just okay. go into It's kind of true, though. Yeah, though. I find uh, some of the songs that we'll play will jam beforehand. Like, we'll have a certain riff and we'll just jam it out. So there are certain, I would say, more so towards the endings of songs that we have, like, maybe a bit of a drum breakdown where it's... It's an extended solo in a way, collectively yeah. jamming together. Yeah. That, that would be the case but I always want to make sure with songs I, I always like songs that have those tempo changes and build ups like I'm a big fan of pop and I think that's like a great part the of it dynamics. You know, the dynamics of it yeah. you have that like the lows and then it builds up and yeah. then there's so that we have a lot about lately in our songs too I thought yeah so the, I've had much more influence lately over the songs as you can now well, hear hear him say he is my favorite drummer that's why he's in our band that's oh, seriously I'm, that's I'm all I need I'm after, happy to join yeah. after three years that's all I needed that's all I need to hear okay. yeah that ego stroke about, I don't need I don't need to go see my therapist this week this is great <laughs> save me Good. a ton of time yeah alright so with all of these random um not random but maybe surprise solos that could slip in how long can a song usually last we literally have our like three four minute songs and then sometimes we have our improv the collective improv songs where it's like a song for five minutes and then we'll go off of maybe a chord progression or a riff and collectively improvise mm -hmm. and uh, those can go in concert 10 to 15 but well actually we played at the cavern a yes, few weeks ago that's right and we had a what what song is that that was to, to get it to, to get, get us through, through which you're not going to hear but you could hear a few or the uh, band, band camp, or the YouTube, or YouTube. YouTube. maybe you'll play it at the Handsome Daughter. We will. We'll, yeah. we'll play at the Handsome Daughter okay. for those coming out there. They can. It's they also can a crowd play. favorite. Okay. We've been told. Yes. Okay. So it has a lot of jam elements, and we. Um, I talked to uh, the individual at Cavern who runs it there afterwards, and he actually said it was the second longest song he's ever had there. We played it for 22 minutes. 20? 22. He said he had one other band that played like a 26 or 27 minute song. Yeah, yeah. And we are 22 yeah. minutes and that ended a set. So, yeah. So It's we, not just guitar souls. Like we're literally... It's everything. We're collectively playing together and trying to build upon riffs and yeah. weave patterns and parts. And yeah. It's fun. How, it's, did, how do you good. not like suck at that though? Like, how do you make it sound good? Sometimes we it don't mostly, do well. It mostly sucks. It mostly no, sucks. sometimes we're sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. You take you take a chance, and uh, that's what okay. improvising is, I guess. You know, yeah. Part of it's to the feel. Like it's nice. Yeah. You're playing a you're playing a show when people are getting into it. Like we had played a, a house party a few weeks before then. I think we had maybe like three or four people dancing, but they were so into it that it really just made it that energy made fed off just, of you. energy was great. And we've had other shows again. I mean, that one was rare because it was three people. Most of the shows, again, like I said before, like in the thousands. So you know, we played we played shows to you know a thousand people who kind of have that dro droopy look on their face. They're not really excited, oh, on their phone and, and that's Pokemon they're on their phone. Go. Yeah, they're playing Pokemon Go at the Pokestop there. So. Uh, it's yeah, it's the it's the feel of it, but there's sometimes where I'm sure we've gone overboard, and but we we like we take so. chances, yeah. And sometimes yeah. it works out, sometimes it doesn't. You learn, and uh, actually, some of the best jams we've done was at that party. Yeah, there was nobody there, and we had a great time. Yeah, well, there's people there, but like, there wasn't a lot, and uh, we actually have a bunch of that film on uh, 
YouTube, YouTube of that stuff. Our Facebook the, page. So check that out. There's some cool jams there for sure. Yeah. If yeah. you like to hear cool jams. <laughs> is, it, is it the tw- like a 20-minute long jam? No. Uh, those ones, no. There's like a clip of a jam. and uh, okay. Actually, I'll post our cover of uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey soon that we did mm-hmm. at that party. Beautiful. We covered the theme from 2001, the movie. Yeah. And uh, I there's a funk version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the musical, actually. <laughs> <laughs> For the year. Yeah. Like all the music in 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was 20 minutes, yeah. <laughs> it actually would be not a bad idea to just take all the like the popular songs. I think they might do that on YouTube, I'm sure. Like, take all the popular songs that year and do like a mashup. Probably. I'm almost positive they do. They have some If of them. not. Probably not for 2001, though. I don't know. Was 2000 like a, uh, one like a bumping year for music? Uh, that really I think 60, so. I don't know. I'm pretty I don't sure. Really I think it's more of that. That's like a. 2001, I'm sure, is like. It's pretty, got some pretty, pretty good stuff. So. Britney Spears was still a thing. I think Aaliyah was still around at that point in time. She might have had something. We're talking 2001, the film. Oh, I'm talk- I, I thought we were talking about 2001, the year That's of music. No, no, we're talking about the song. No, 2001. I know. She's no, talking I know, about but no, Sorry, I I'm confused. <laughs> too many Joshes. <laughs> this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is getting confusing. Let's just move on. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. Uh, this EP called Little Poor Tints. Little Portents, yes. Portents, sorry, wrong emphasis. I'm Canadian, I'm allowed to mess things up. Um, why did you decide to make this EP? I wanted to have a product to release uh, and lots of songs to record. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to have something to, you know, sell and give out to people and to showcase our band. And why not a full-length album since you have so many songs? Uh, I wanted to get something out quicker. Okay. Um, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Simple as that. That's fair. Yeah. Totally. But we are now working since I've had a, as I said before to Josh, an outpouring of creativity. I think I've written five songs in the last couple of weeks, which is a lot for me. Um, oh, I hate you. <laughs> it took me so long to write a good song. Well, we didn't say they were good. <laughs> <laughs> mean. No, that's no, I'm kidding. No. Um, so yeah, no, I think we're going to release another EP digitally for free, or if things go well, then maybe an album. But we're recording now more stuff. Okay. So you guys do all your own recordings? I do as of now, yeah. Yeah. Why? It's cheaper. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, I know what I know what sound I want. I, I know how to direct what I want, and I'm sure there's producers and people I can work with that'd be great and awesome. But cost mostly, and also that I have a vision and a direction I want to go. So mm-hmm. do it myself. Why not? Yeah. Fair enough. Have you thought about possibly doing like funding and doing like the the big high big names? Yeah, sure. I've thought about it, and I think we probably for sure will one day. Yeah, one day. definitely for sure. Cool. Not to like uh, dwell on it there, but really this two thousand one idea. <laughs> I'm looking up some of the songs. You're absolutely right. Like there are some like great Was songs, it? great bands that like formed and started and stuff in two thousand one. Like I could uh, because I got high by Afro Man. I know that's not like a great song, but it's a, a well known one. Song. Uh, Bootylicious by Destiny's Child. <laughs> I love that song so much. Great song, I love great that song. song. Beyonce. It's just crazy good. But and now uh, Butterfly by Crazy Town. Uh, that was kind of yeah. that actually was stolen from a Red Hot Chili yes. Pepper song. Clint Eastwood by the Gorillas, that's which crazy. We, we cover. We cover. Yeah. we cover that tune. Digital Love by Daft Punk. Uh, Madonna put out "Don't Tell Me." This, I, you know, there's probably not one year that Madonna hasn't put out like a, put out a song, and, and like most of them are good. 
I can. I, I don't have a problem saying that on the record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, I, it's, it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. on which Josh? <laughs> That's the drum. I'm Josh the singer. <laughs> <laughs> singer but yeah, there's like, uh, and how you remind me by Nickelback. That's uh, that was the song. And uh, yeah, I'm just going through this right now. This is well, this is gonna be my new like pet project. Is I'm gonna put, put together a You're compilation welcome. music video, Purple Hells by D12. It's great. Uh, All right. Of YouTube videos. So hopefully that is doesn't that exist. Is that a Blackberry? That is a Blackberry. That's crazy. I know. I know. He's, he's crazy. Isn't Blackberry like not a thing anymore? No, it is. It's the. It's definitely. If they they came out with this phone, like when iPhone was coming out with all their good stuff, it's actually a really good phone. I I thought BlackBerry was going out of business or whatever because it just was like not competing. Yes, so like in the it's but just to prove how durable it was, that was actually a a product placement for BlackBerry. If they have any money, that would be great. If they they want to sponsor this, they can. You know what? There's an idea. We should appeal to BlackBerry Music. Yeah. Yeah. We're yep. the first signed artist by them. No, they t- they have like a different. Um, they they're more focused on because uh, the privacy of it is really good. No, it's not necessarily why I have it, but oh. yeah. But like different governments all across the world have still have blackberries. And all that okay. Thing, so. Just not most. Uh, most people probably don't. Yeah, my my first smartphone was I don't know why we're talking about this. Uh, it was an iPhone, mm-hmm. and then I moved out and mm-hmm. became an adult. And um, I had to get a new phone because I had the 4S and like that's like ancient. Mm-hmm. And it's very expensive <laughs> to get a new phone, so I got an Android, and I yeah. don't have to go back because that's it's great. No, and is that a a Samsung or is that an actual like Android? Oh, that's Samsung. Samsung, yeah. Is it difference? A- Android. So Android's like the platform that oh. it uses. So like BlackBerry has its own platform. <laughs> uh, iOS is Apple platform. We could cut all this, but again, probably going oh, back to co- going back to <laughs> going back to Pokemon. I'm probably not explaining it properly. And now there's been the rest of the people who are listening now. Like that guy is an absolute moron. Yeah, that like, that Josh, the singer songwriter. I don't want anything to do with this band anymore. It's I'm out. It's over. You're slandering my name. <laughs> <laughs> so, how about we? Okay, have, let's take a break. Yes. Uh, we're going to listen to the song uh, "Coup de Gras." Correct. Yes. Yes. Um. What's it about? What is the song about? Uh, the main thing I sing is, uh, "Come on, get ready, because today you're going to die." So it's pretty much about just being ready to, when you, that time comes, be happy that you've lived a good life and mm-hmm. not, not have regrets. Mm-hmm. What if you have regrets, though? Well, hopefully, when you're passing away, if you're conscious of what's going on around you, that you're okay with it and make peace. I don't know. <laughs> Yes, it sucks to be you. (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, let's listen to.
sending away the joy over here. I know you'll be ready the day you're going to die. Reach out, someone needs you to lend the silent tear. Project. This is Ashley Bienyaj, and today I'm here with, or I'm still here with, Josh and Josh from June Killing Stones. Yes. Totally blanked. I wanted to say the Rolling Stones. Um, Killing Stones. But no, then we, are, we are the Rolling Stones. <laughs> no, you're actually... We actually, yeah. You're actually... We're, I'm we're, actually, we're actually opening up for the Rolling Stones, if you want to check us out. Well, the that's because our... theater in the UK. Our Friday concert got cancelled, right? Yes. Yeah. We were initially supposed to open for Tragically Hip, and that uh, tragically they moved that, so... <laughs> That was really that are... was gonna be our big break, so I think uh, the Rolling Stones thing should really pan out. Yeah, I hope so. O2 Arena in Britain there, great. Yeah. <laughs> Any more shows? So with that fun. being said, what are yeah. the stresses you had to deal with with performing? My hair mostly. I just don't like the way it looks sometimes. And uh... I was thinking of the last Handsome Daughter show. What do you have to deal with in here? Oh yeah. Never mind them. Yeah, that's actually a pretty. <laughs> uh, so that's like a, this. This is a family friendly show, so we can't really. Okay. That's like an off the off the record. <laughs> Let's just say it was. Uh, yeah, it was pretty intense. So we'll save it for like the extended version. You sure. know what? I will say. It, I can say it in the extended version. I'm fine. That's good. Um, but I would say, like in terms of stresses for the show, for me, it's more. Uh, it's like really petty things. Like it's. Uh, 
Like, I just, sometimes, like, drums won't be set up, like, quite the way you want. It's kind of like that. Like, uh, oh, yeah. Just li- little things like that. Not, not a lot when of really When your fallen, too, then? Yeah, sometimes hardware kind of does that. But I wouldn't say there's too many stresses. I generally like playing, and, and uh, I, look, I look forward to it more so than anything else. So I wouldn't I say guess there's too many stresses with it. I think for me, would maybe just be, like, equipment malfunctioning. Yeah. Potentially something becoming unplugged accidentally, or mm-hmm. that sucks. And then you try to fix it quickly. And mm-hmm. We've been pretty lucky with that, knock on wood. Yeah. Um, sometimes something will become unplugged briefly, and then we'll fix it quickly. But uh, for the most part, as long as you're in a good mental headspace, the uh, show's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's definitely would be... And I find, too, like, it's really... I was, like, going to, like, beforehand, and then, like, seeing, uh, you know, fill up with people, and just, like, being... In, Kind of I'm normally stressed out. Josh is bringing me down. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, <laughs> definitely stressed out. Well, it, it, I mean, like you're playing the show, right? There's not much you can do. It's your, it's go time. You I mean, beforehand, normally, yeah, like worried yeah, about this like or that. Oh, anxiety. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. With me, like sometimes, not always. Sometimes I'll be, I'll be fine. I'm like, this is great. I'm mm-hmm. just a performer. I'm handling this so well. Five minutes before the show, and I'm like. <sighs> Like a stage, like you're yeah, nervous? right before the stage, yeah. Stage fright? Mostly, yeah. mostly that happens when I'm playing doing classical performances, like with classical music. Uh, and I like, yeah. I'll go on stage and I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I sat down. I remember, I remember sat, sitting down. I was gonna do it, and I looked over and I'm like, there's an audience, <laughs> and it's just like, not my thing. I hate no. classical performances. Uh, but see, I would think there would be a heightened sense of. Um, like like classical people are there they might know the piece like I would exactly. think in that setting that's because, why I don't like it yeah, yeah, yeah. you're getting judged way more there than you would be if they had some snobs out there who just like you didn't <laughs> play that crescendo how he wrote it and I'm like mm-hmm. you know what yeah wow like as if you were like as if you were like chummy with Mozart back in the day and, yeah. and just like this is how like, I meant this and to play this, and it's, it's, it, I mean not not everyone's like that but like there's like a couple people I can think of right off the bat, and just like why, just enjoy the music. Mm-hmm. Like, what, yeah. Like why? Sure. Yeah. But it's fine. People are people are people. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I would figure that you would be more stressed about like dropping your drumstick. <laughs> well, now that you put that thought in my mind, that's <laughs> all I'm really thinking. Me personally, I can't hold on to things. No, and I feel like see, I, I have a certain uh, few things in place because that has happened. So I actually have it? this little device, and uh, they actually make it for drummers. So it's a black like clip-on, a blackberry. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a clip-on, and it clips. Uh, you can put it anywhere on drums. I usually put it on the hi hat, and it's got slots for two sets of drumsticks. So oh, if okay. I drop a set of drumsticks, I have four other sticks I could potentially grab and cool. use. So mm-hmm. I do that, and then um, so again, kind of like a rational fear is uh, sometimes I'll uh, I'll hit the drums and I'll be like really into it, and the skin will break. And uh, like I know, the drum, you've yes, never broken the skin, yes. skin, have you? Not here. Well, I've, I've I have done it though in the past. Another so band? that's why yes, oh. another man. It's like in high school, like just kind of. You didn't know how to hit the drum. No, all those like you know hormones and stuff. Yeah, that just would like suck. Going crazy. Yeah. Girls. yeah, that could end the show. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly it. So I always well, make sure I have like an extra skin on, like on stand, like in my little drum bag there, just in case. So it's like those little things that I, I know that in the You're worst case scenario, just like that could yeah, happen. That could happen. About so. twelve years ago, I played in a different band, uh, briefly called HCE, and I remember our first show we played at the zoo together. Rest in peace. Yes. Yes. Um, 
I only back then brought one guitar with me, which is not a smart idea. And I broke a string. First song, didn't have a backup, asked for another guitar from somebody else to borrow when nobody had one or wouldn't share one, unfortunately. And that was the end of our set. First song in, like two <gasps> minutes in. It sucks. So now we bring extra guitars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our strings. Strings. I prefer to start an extra guitar. Okay. Changing yeah, string. That's probably fair. Yeah. Don't go, yeah. So that, it's just the little things like that. But I would say, like, if my hair and makeup are good, then, then <laughs> I don't know the show will be uh, will Yeah, it's just technical success. difficulties I worry about. But well, yeah. what about, like, the administrative part of being a musician? Or the business, mm. the business part. The business part. Josh of is a businessman, so he handles that part for us pretty well. Yeah. Oh, don't you? are nice. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, I find it's one of those things where, um, at this stage in the game, it's per, it's definitely promotion. Like it's it's getting the name out there. It's doing this this type of huge interview that will attract. You don't hurt my feelings. No, I like this is this is <laughs> no, gonna be good. no, but this is this is the type of thing that at this state at this stage that we're at there, like we've got songs, we need to start promoting them. It's um, kind of we had the, the joke was like you know down in the st- uh, steep stairs, like in, in the basement, and like kind of the running joke was like for years it was just it was in the basement. That's where all this great music was happening. You no know, one could really hear it. So I think from that perspective now, you know, it's it's. Uh, like handling the millions of dollars that we're making is sometimes tedious. There's all kinds of those tax loopholes you really have to be aware of. But shy of Just that, shaking your head over there. I know. <laughs> this is again reminded of Josh the singer. <laughs> uh, but no, like it, 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 yeah, in, in all seriousness, like at this this stage in the game, uh-huh. it's it's uh, it's getting out, it's playing shows, it's networking, it's this is the type of thing yeah. that needs to happen. Yeah, if there's any bands out there who'd like to have us on the bill, we'd love to play. With whoever we're just trying to network, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Never, like it's it's hard, but it's like actually fairly easy. I'm realizing the easiest thing you can do is just like ask, like, yeah, or go to a show and yeah, meet somebody, and going to a show and asking, or just like emailing. And the worst thing they'll do is ignore you or say no. Say no, yeah. For but sure. and like the worst yeah. thing they can do is ignore you, like knowing that you see that they could, they've seen your message and not responding. Mm. Yeah. Or they're busy, they can't maybe do it. But no, we've. Uh, a no right now doesn't mean a no forever. That's true. We see it like, like big and big, big, and you yeah. open for. I don't know. Is there a really big band right now? Tragically, we have for. Yeah. Where here? Not just in general, in life, in the world that you, you would know. love to open for. Oh man! Oh, tons of bands. Yeah. yeah. Manchester Orchestra, Built to Spill. Crazy. Yeah. Weezer, I love the first oh, two Weezer albums. Weezer be so good. Okay, There's well, like, well, it's when, that, when like, that happens, yeah. then they'll come and say yes. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Well, after we open for Weezer, then I think yeah. the, I think the floodgates are gonna open. Could <laughs> <laughs> be banging on our door to, uh, to yeah, listen like, to please. us at that point. Please. Good, no, it's good. Yeah. So, what? Uh, that being said, uh, so far, what are your proudest accomplishments as musicians? I think just getting this band together for me and getting it out the door and out of the basement. It's taken a long time, and uh, now we're finally doing it. So I'm proud of that. What made you decide to take it out? Oh, we always wanted to. Just it was really hard to find members for a long time, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, pretty much seemed to be just a constant struggle to get this thing off the ground. And mm-hmm. and, that, and that especially yeah. too, like there's such uh, like uh, Winnipeg has so many amazing musicians here, like yeah. crazy good musicians Stupid. and. It's mm-hmm. yeah, like as a per capita, I don't know if someone maybe out there could do a study on it to to figure it out. But so many bands I love from here. Oh, it's it's crazy. So again, it's it's not only that, but like you're kind of in this competition ish type thing 
um, to try and get some of these shows and these bands are playing and so it's very uh, to, I think to break into it is a little bit difficult again too because you know if I'm a if I'm promoting a show and I can go with you know one band that I've heard of that I know is going to bring in tons of people and you know kind of a band coming out of the basement there it's kind of tough to take that risk necessarily so I think for us yeah it's, it's uh, quite an accomplishment to, to get out there and play and I think that's part of it too I'm sure there's a lot of bands that are very talented still in Winnipeg that probably still aren't out there playing so maybe that's like a message to them as well get out there play I'm thankful that these guys all came together and we're doing this together yeah it's fun it's uh, we gelled really well and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. couldn't ask for better people to play with so thank you it's good yeah um, so, uh, do you think the the playing the live shows has been more effective, or like, or has your online presence been what's really kind of making it? No, it's. I think it's a mixed bag. Like, now, like it would be. I mean, you look at more the most successful bands now, and everyone you have to have some type of uh, internet presence, social media presence, yeah. and the more the more stuff you have, the more unique stuff you have. You have a good. You know, Instagram page or a Twitter feed or your Facebook's always up to date. Those are all really good things, but um, I see it now more so where like you actually have to get out there and, and play and do it. Like people can hear you, uh, and I mean a lot now. It's it's friends and family, but to to the social media will allow you to to have a whole bunch of people listen to mm-hmm. you, but to actually have you go to shows to see that live performance, that's where pretty important. It's huge. Yeah, that's I think that's kind of the bigger yeah. difference now is the bands that are. I think more successful now not only have that online presence but really you know you go to their shows and it's just like fantastic to see like I know again not maybe not in the same category but something like Arcade Fire like when they came around here it was just like the show they put on like that's a band where I would anytime they come around here I would go see them because that's a show that's a show to see agreed so mm-hmm. that's I think that's another band I'd love to open up for Arcade Fire. Oh, okay. love Arcade Fire. So Arcade Crazy. Fire, I know you're listening. Yes. <laughs> uh, here's your band. Win Butler, come Wynn. on, hook yeah. us up. Renee. Yeah. <laughs> is it Regine? Regine. Um, I'm sure there's a Renee in the band. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> what was I gonna say about that? Uh, I don't remember. That's fine. Okay. That's cool. So so do you have any advice for these bands that maybe that haven't gotten out yet? That like other than just <laughs> maybe, doing it? Maybe they can give advice to us. Okay. That would be, uh, would be <laughs> no. I th- I again. It's uh, it's doing it. It's like what you're doing. Like you're, you're doing it. You know what I mean. You're just getting out there. You're meeting with people. You're kind of, you know, just kind of uh, allowing it to happen, and that's just gonna uh, snowball into more and more opportunities. Network with other people. Contact yeah. people. Go play mm-hmm. shows together. I think that's where I got the word in my head there. That's that's where I was thinking about it. Snowball. Mm-hmm. Snowball. Oh yeah. Thinking about what? Why I said the word snowball? Just like. Oh. I, I think that is the actual word for it, but. Oh, I yeah. see. Oh my. Yeah. What are you talking about? No. People have no idea what we're talking about right now. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, my my microphone is a snowball, and he saw the word snowball on it. That's what people are. I tried to use the word snowball in the interview any way I could, and that was my opportunity, and I'm glad I took it. Good. No, cool. that's great. That was a good minute. Of <laughs> that's good. Uh, <laughs> so. You said you're normally fine before an interview, but you're stressing out. How do you... I'm not stage fright or anything like that. I okay. don't get that, but... Uh, it's just like making sure things go okay? <clears throat> yeah, it's making sure things... stage fright? No, I don't. When I was maybe really young and performing acoustically, like at a coffee house, maybe then, but after doing it so much, I... I'm okay with it now and like mm-hmm. it and feel good and... I had a good piece of advice given to me by my mother years ago and said, you're usually nervous you're not prepared when you mentally think you're not prepared uh-huh. so for me I think back to like all the practices and you know going through stuff and I go through in my head and that always 
I'm confident that okay, you know, I've I've, I've played enough of this. I played enough drums. It's not. I know it's not going to be terrible, yeah. at least to me. Mm-hmm. And then, and especially to after shows, everyone's just so positive for the most part. It's pretty. Uh. Uh, it's. I like it, but I would also like to hear the actual thoughts of how it went. But yeah. to me, um, you know, it's always like a nice, you know, boosting boosting your tires or whatever that expression is <laughs> just to say. <laughs> I don't know what that expression I knew, is. You but. know what? That bothered me. That no offense to your mother, but it's so yeah. <laughs> spot on. That's fine. That it bothers me. It makes me almost. I was, I was like, I don't agree with that. But then I was thinking about. It, I'm like, dear lord, like that is so accurate. I think about all of the artists that I know that never get nervous, and it's because they are just amazing at it. And the few people that I I know that get really nervous, including myself, probably aren't prepared. Are still fairly new to the music scene and are still like figuring themselves out as like yeah. a brand mm-hmm. um, or just like figuring out their music and but, and I think it's <laughs> but it's like it's mentally it's it's what you're it's what you like perceptively if you're thinking I'm not prepared you know I'm not prepared and you're, you're thinking that oh the audience is there they're going to be you know super critical at that point I'm sure you're slaking yourself out big time but if you're yeah. thinking hey you know, I put my time in. I'm confident with what I'm playing, yeah. uh, and I enjoy what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Those, that's a great recipe for non-nervousness. Yeah. The, the, the that's true. Cause the most recent show I did, I was I was the most experienced performer, which never happens, and I was very confident. Absolutely. I was like, this cool. is fine. I'm sure it went. It went, over. it went okay. I made a couple of mistakes, but no one knows. It's in my own music. Was that's, this the class? No, the class. No, okay. no, no, no. I only do that for school. All um, oh, right. But. Uh, and that's the other thing too yeah, is so you weird. you know who notices your errors the most yourself yeah yeah, yeah. Of course. absolutely <clears throat> you can yeah. dissect all the stuff that you do but realistically no one's like I I want uh, open challenge go ahead at uh, at uh, <laughs> add some daughter there if you want to come out and specifically say the chorus or the verse in which I messed up in. By all means, that's the drum, drummer know, talking. That's the drummer. I'll buy. I'll even buy you a drink too if I if I agree to it. If I agree to it. So if it's we're just, planning, it's if, we're, you know, if it's justified, like I drop a drumstick now that I'm thinking of it, or something Sorry. happens and I mess up there, and you can accurately pinpoint where I messed up. By all means, drink on me. Oh, kitty's here. Oh, kitty's here. Ready for some love and. This is Ari. Hello. Oh, so cute. I like her tail that no one can see. Um. It's a nice tail. It's a nice tail. Kind of looks like too. like a raccoon tail. Mm-hmm. It does. Yes. It's orange. Both yeah. my fur babies are orange, so he might try to bump your mic. That's okay. That's He's fine. very friendly. Yes, our orange cats are awesome. They're my favorites. They're so friendly. And I have two little boy, little boys mm-hmm. in there. Well, they're not little, they're massive, but not like in the like in the obese way. I feed them properly. They're just like large cats. <laughs> um, cool. So how? Uh, I, we talked about it being like over, not oversaturated, but there's a lot of musicians in mm-hmm. Winnipeg. How do you find those gigs, and how do you make yourself stand out to get these gigs or other bands? Or email venues, email other bands to try and set things up. Yeah, I find uh, there's nothing like going to shows and networking, but really yes. out there right now, it's um, there's a, like we we I find the cavern too, and uh, maybe also a good trick. Or for people out there like playing stuff is that when you're actually at the show generally the promoters have most of their stuff together like they're able to have some type of plan so while you're there 
you then ask them to say, hey, do you have a show maybe like six months from now or an opening, you know, like eight months from now? Because you don't want to play, you know, the gigs right after one another. It's just not the same stuff. So, you know, if you're playing in, in July here, you might want to ask them that, like, what's their October, November schedule yeah. looking like? And then you can book it on the spot with them, yeah. ensuring yourself another gig. Wow, clever. So this is, this is just little <laughs> tips tips and tricks here. Wow, very helpful. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. I'm remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the radio show needs to come to an end, unfortunately. Yep. There's only so much time that I can steal. So we're going to close with a song called To Be Loved. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And what is that song about? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> But um, it's mostly about colonial imperialism. It's about a dissolving marriage and uh, learning to love yourself and having hope for the future and working on yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's, let's... Okay, so before we go, we have to talk about some things. Uh, event that you're coming up is on Saturday, August 13th. We've been talking about it. I, don't, I, don't, I think I forgot to actually say it at the beginning. My bad. That's cool. Saturday, August 13th. At the Handsome Daughter at 10... We are on first at around 10 p.m. 10 p.m.? Yeah. For $10, you also get to hear the amazing musicalities of The Vitals and The Bloody Historians. Yes. I would actually go to the show to see them, not necessarily us. <laughs> but show up at 10. And <laughs> yeah. Like, and you get to like, hear them and it'll be good. Yeah. But then you get to hear um, The Vitals and The Bloody Historians. Yes. Yeah. And we have an EP for sale. You can download for free on Bandcamp. We have stuff on YouTube, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Check us out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, so you can find you on Bandcamp at bandcamp.com slash junekillingstones.bandcamp.com. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or I think if you just Google, www.google.google.com, Killingstones, it should show up Some stuff pops up on YouTube or Facebook, so yeah, check it out. Yeah, you got YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram. We are not keeping up with that. We will. We will. Oh, we should. Yeah. Should, we. should I include a link to that one? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. Yeah, for you, sure. YouTube, for Facebook, sure. Bandcamp are the big ones. Yeah. Though. Yeah. If you're if you're listening on the radio show, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you want to hear more of the June Killing Stones, you can go to the internet, uh, www.google.ca, <laughs> and look up <laughs> the June Killing Stones. If you are listening to this on the blog on the Friday after that. Thank you so much for going to the blog. But um, all the links to all of your social media will be included there as cool. well um, as the event page for, for the Facebook event page for the upcoming show at The Handsome Daughter. Um, yeah, so let's listen to... Anything else you want to say before we... No, that's great. We should do Thank you for having some, shout, some shout-outs. Can we do some shout-outs? For what? Why well, just... I don't know. Josh likes doing shout outs. I was, I was okay. like doing <laughs> well, yeah. Just throw it at me. Shout right. out. Beautiful baby daughter, Ada, and my, lo- and my lovely wife, Molly. That would be. I'll shout out to Jake and Gaia. That could Jake be and here. Gaia. There Those guys go. are pretty good too. And our legions of adoring fans. So many of them, it's tough to name. We'll see you at the Stones concert. We'll see you at the Stones concert and at the yeah. Handsome Daughter. And again, our apologies on the cancellation uh, opening for Tragically Hip. Yeah. That was out of our control. That's okay. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Let's listen to To Be Loved. Thank you.
fall in the waterfall. No more the cannonballs fall in the waterfall. No more the cannonballs will fill this waterfall. Yes, no more the cannonballs fall in the waterfall.